Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we're going to talk about the kind of disappointment that we feel when we feel we've done the preparation that we needed to do, right? We feel prepared, we feel ready, we think we've done all the things, we've, you know, done everything from proofed our dogs to, you know, maybe run different scenarios or courses or healing patterns or rally signs or whatever the case may be. We've done all the homework, we packed the lunches, we got, we left the house at the right time, we got to the trial earlier, our dogs were settled in, we had a ritual, we stuck to our ritual, and we're still going home without a green ribbon. Okay. And it's happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to you probably. It's happened. If it hasn't happened, uh, it will um, at some point. Um, And so we want to really talk about what is happening from a mental game perspective when that occurs. Okay. So, you know, the first thing to understand is that you know, remember, we don't control every aspect of every performance, all right? There are environmental factors. There are, you know, and a lot of times there's a judge involved in, you know, our performance. Um, there may be some portion of it that is subjective. You know, even if you're running agility, maybe you got a bad, bad contact call. Um, you know, we don't control every aspect of it. We don't even control our dogs. We influence them. We, we train them. We work with them. Um, but we don't control our dogs either. Okay, so we have to sort of remember that. Um, But the biggest thing to me, I think that's going on is expectation. Okay, and expectation is sort of this hidden thing that, you know, almost if I logically say to you, well, if you prepare and if you do all those things, what do you expect will happen? And you would say, well, I expect that we would get maybe even a better performance, or we would at least, you know, nail the thing we've been working on. And that's if you're being like super, like on the process goal train, and you are not necessarily, you know, holding your success to being a cue, or a title or points or anything that you're going for. Um, You're actually being really process oriented. uh, And but what if you don't get your process goals? And even though you've prepared, how does that leave you feeling? And for me, um, I feel when that happens, I get, I, I guess my grown-up words would be frustrated. My child words would be, that's not fair, <laughs> right? I have this overall feeling of like, but that's not fair. I did the work, you know? It's like, but I did my homework. I should have gotten a good grade, you know? It, it goes back to that. And it's a little bit our, our society and how we're raised and all that kind of stuff that if you do this, then you will get that. And we have those expectations, whether they are seen, uh, conscious, or hidden, right? Any of those kind of scenarios, 
we have a certain amount of expectations. Everybody does. I do. Every time, right? You walk into the ring, you think my dog is prepared. My dog is ready for this class. Both of us have the experience. Maybe it's in your comfort level even, or maybe it's in a growth zone, but you feel like you belong in this ring on this day um, at this time in your dog's, in your careers, right? You belong. And yet um, the thing doesn't happen. And I say the thing doesn't happen because it doesn't have to be an outcome goal. Now, I will say that most people are more disappointed um, with the loss of the outcome, right? They'll say going into it that, okay, these are my process goals and I was focused on my process goals. But um, in the end, what really hurts and what really kind of fuels the disappointment turns out to be an outcome, right? That they didn't cue or they thought their dog would be better. Um, And it's either vague or it's outcome related. Um, Because if we have two or three process goals, it's pretty rare that we miss all of them, all of those process goals. Now, if you are missing process goals, um, you know, you do all the preparation and you have process goals and you're like, but I am having process goals. Like you can test me. I am 100% control of these process goals and we were unable to execute them or my dog was unable to execute them or for whatever reason. All right. Then I would have to ask you, all right, do you think you have the skills or was it context cues or did something else happen in the environment to cause it? Like, what do you think that is? All right. And those are the kinds of conversations I would want to have if we were, you know, sitting across from each other. And what those questions get to is what were your kind of hidden expectations, right, that you had going into that? And were they realistic? And do you think that you were in control of everything or was something out of your control, like at play, right? Did something out of your control sort of happen? And we would parse that out because I think that, you know, most times we have these really kind of, let's just call them unspoken expectations. And we believe in fairness and we believe that if we put in the work, we will get the results. Okay. Now, as I'm going through that, and as if you're sitting across from me and we're having this conversation, if you think about it, my questions to you are all of curiosity. Okay. What happened? What was different? Um, what was, was the, how was the environment? Were you feeling different? Were you more nervous? Was your dog more nervous? Was any, anything changed? Um, had your dog been there before? Uh, did you change your ritual? All of those questions. And it's not to say some people want to be defensive in this moment because they think I'm looking for the thing that they did wrong. That's not it. I'm trying to be um, a detective. I'm trying to ask questions. I'm trying to be curious. And I think that one thing we forget about in our, um, our sorrow, our grief, our disappointment of not getting the thing or not getting the result that we expected, and again, it doesn't have to be an outcome goal, could have been a process goal, um, is, is, is that, is just feeling like, but I did what I was supposed to do and it didn't work, right? And that's the disappointment that we struggle from. And in that moment, we are a little bit wanting to wallow at least for a second or at least let us let ourselves wallow for five minutes. I'm good for a five minute wallow. Um, but then we have to jump to 
back into curiosity and realize that we just got a bunch of feedback. And what is the feedback that we got? Sometimes it's not great, you know, or we don't want it, right? We're like, I know what I did. I know exactly what I did. Um, Or sometimes it's super frustrating. Um, The personal version of this that I am absolutely in the deep end on right now are, um, is Moxie and our weave poles and agility. I am so far deep in this conversation with her because I am practicing weaves at home, um, all kinds of, even this week at class, we did this like really ridiculous sort of entry, a very hard entry. And she just whipped them. I mean, she was like fast and she was bending the bulls and, you know, I mean, she's a Bernie's mountain dog, keep in mind. So, you know, my fast and your border collie fast might not quite be the same, but I was really freaking impressed and she was rock star amazing. And it was almost, I was almost like, I don't like, what am I doing? What else do I need to do? It was just a sense of like exasperation and frustration. And so if I take that exasperation, frustration, um, I'll call it pre-disappointment, right? Like being prepared to be disappointed into a trial setting it into the ring. And I walk to the line with that baggage on our backs. How do you think it's going to go? Right? Instead, I really need to go with curiosity. So I very recent up until very recently used to have the process goal of moxie getting her weave pulse i didn't care what else happened she could do a freaking pub crawl out there meaning bars 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 um she could do a pub crawl out there and and knock every bar and i wouldn't care so long as she got her weaves right and that i was thinking of as a process goal but i came to realize that actually in that is hidden a lot of expectation and i was almost making that process goal almost giving it the level of like an outcome goal right? And in a sense, I wasn't 100% in control of Moxie getting her weaves. I can set her up. I can give, make sure I cue it right. I can make sure that I don't rush them. You know, I kind of wait for her to load. I, there are things that I can do, but I'm not in, fully in control of her, which is kind of interesting, right? I would have said, you know, uh, before going through this that, yeah, getting the weaves, that's a process goal. You're pretty much in control of making sure you get your entrance. Well, that's it. I'm only in control of putting her in the right place. Um, She has to do the rest. So now my current process goal around the weaves and agility is I want her to go in the ring and have a good time because I know that I'm putting pressure on this obstacle because there's so much focus around it where I practice it at home and you know now we're trying not really to practice at home because she's great so when she does it perfect at home why keep drilling it right so we're leaving it alone and now my goal like I said is is for her to have a good time and enjoy being in the ring and have fun and have big parties and celebrations and things like that and where the weaves are concerned I'm approaching it with curiosity I'm almost trying to go in and do it differently every time and see, did that work? Was anything different? What happened? And make sure that someone is filming me. I say filming. I guess it's recording now. We really can't say filming anymore. It's on somebody's iPhone. So make sure that someone is recording me so that I can watch and look and play detective and try to see like, what am I doing differently in a trial situation that I am not doing at home? Okay. So all of that is a really long example to see and to ask yourself, okay, is there anywhere that you have turned a process goal into an outcome goal? It's a great question. 
wouldn't have thought to ask that maybe a, six months ago. Um, are you playing an expectation game? You know, when you're feeling that level of disappointment, is it because of unmet expectations? Probably. We all have those. Um, what are they? What were your expectations? And then were your expectations? in those expectations, was there a hidden outcome goal, right? And is that what you're really bummed about? Another way to do this exercise and another way I've done this with clients is to say like, you know, there's like, oh, I'm so disappointed. And, and I will be the annoying person on the other side saying like, but why? Why are you disappointed? Well, because I really wanted it. Why? 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 So when we keep asking ourselves why, we annoy ourselves instead of me there to annoy you we start to get deeper and deeper into what's really upsetting us, okay? In my case, if you would ask that um, of me and Moxie, I would say, because I just don't know what to do anymore. I just don't know what to do anymore. Frustration, um, disappointment. Um, I have some like shame and embarrassment that she's not further along at her age, because that we're stuck in this moment, right? That this, I feel like this is this barrier for us, you know, keeping us from going further. So it ends up that this poor dog not being able to do the weaves is carrying all this baggage. And as soon as I kind of realize that and say it out loud, because sometimes you have to just talk to yourself, you know, self, I said, and you just have to talk to yourself and talk it through. I realize like, oh my God, poor kid. Like, of course I'm walking into the ring with some amount of this baggage or these expectations or even worse case, this sort of like um, very conditional, um, I'm going to call it conditional love, but it's not love. It's um, this very conditional like approval or um, celebration or, you know, it'd be the equivalent of like her coming out of the ring and being like, I mean, I'd give you this chicken, but you know you missed your weaves, right? I mean, thanks for trying, but ugh, you know? And it just sounds terrible for me to even say that. So um, so again, using that as an example, because I think examples are helpful. And also, you know, this is a real situation, right? And I think it's, I don't want, I don't feel there's that much value in talking about these theoretical things, right? Let's talk about something real. So when you are trying now, let's talk about bouncing back from this. Okay. So you're going to sit down and you're going to ask yourself, okay, why, why am I disappointed? What is it about this? How did I set this up? What did I do? And then once you figure that out, what can I do differently? What can I take away from this? What is the lesson? Um, what do I need? In my case, it's, I need more people to, um, record me right? I need to record me. I need to show. And I also, what was interesting is I want to record myself in practice because I want to be able to compare what I am doing in practice that is working with what I'm doing in a trial situation that is not working. Okay. So think about that. Maybe you need to record your practices as well so you can look at that. So again, curiosity, what am I doing? What do I need? What is not working? Um, do I need help from an instructor? Do I need a different instructor, a different, can I send this video to somebody? Um, you know, what is it that I need to sort of break this down and how do I bounce back? Okay. Now I've done some things on bouncing back. I do really like us all to bounce forward, right? Because we're not trying to go backwards. We're trying to go forward. And what we're really trying to do is recover. 
So the next part of this is obviously recovering. Okay. So first you get clear on the disappointment, what it is. Um, and then you kind of go, the second thing is you, you go deep on that. Why, why, why? And that brings you to, okay, um, what can I do differently? And maybe start to put a plan in place for that. But sometimes this happens like within a trial day, not even just even like a weekend or a day. And you've got to like get off the bench to go run again, right? So how do we recover from that? And how do we get our minds back to go run the next run? So there's two ways. If you're running a different dog, you really have to leave it. You know, you really have to leave that disappointment um, and find a way to do that so that it doesn't affect your next dog, okay? Um, Moxie's problems are not trips. Trips are not Moxie's, right? You don't want to keep passing that back and forth. That's not fair. So I, for me, you know, maybe it's just taking an extra walk, walk around the parking lot. Um, you might make a couple notes. You know, if you're a person who like journals or writes things down, sometimes getting it out of your head and onto paper, you're like, this way I won't forget. Um, in the days where um, we would get the course maps in agility, again, using agility and even rally for that matter, when we would get the course map, sometimes I'd make a note or two on the course map and then set it for later. Because I'd be like, great, I, I'll remember. I can go have this conversation. But then as soon as I pick up the next leash, and you know the leashes can be their own cue you know, for like connecting with a dog, um, literally and figuratively and emotionally, you know, then you've got to be present with that next dog. Okay, you owe it to them to go into the ring with them with a clear slate, not thinking of your last run or your last performance or what have you, right? And that's true if you're switching dogs, if you're in the same day or even the next day or what have you. Try to clean that slate and try to be present, okay? If you have the same dog, you're going back the next weekend or next day or that afternoon or what have you, you, you do need to clear the slate for the most part. What I, my hesitation and why I say for the most part is that if you found that there is quickly something you can do, something easily, something maybe obvious or something you want to try or something you're like, okay, like in my case, if I were running morning and afternoon, I'd be like, okay, this is what I did in the morning. I tried that. Didn't really work. I'm going to try this other thing in the afternoon. That's me being open, being curious and trying to learn and walking to the line with the intent of learning something and coming out of that ring better, smarter, more informed so that I can do better the next time. Okay. Um, We owe it to our dogs to be present with them. They don't carry the past and certainly not the future in the same ways that we do. So if we, I think one of the biggest gifts that we can give them is to meet them where they are in that moment. Okay. So that is one of the ways that we can you know, recover, bounce forward um, quickly, all right? Recovering from disappointment, um, like if you're between shows or maybe even following a big national event or something that you had placed a lot of meaning on is going to take you longer to get over, work through, um, evaluate, analyze, you know, all of those things. And that's okay. Um, I still, though, sometimes people bounce back in a weekend or bounce forward in a weekend better than they do in between trials. And the reason is they don't have much time to think about it, right? 
they didn't even do a big drive home. Maybe they stayed in a hotel or maybe it was a one day trial, but it was back to back trials or morning and afternoon runs or something like that. And they didn't really even have time to really get into the wallowing of it. Right. And don't get me wrong. I think there's a moment to have a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's and just go for the wallow, but it, that doesn't get us anywhere. And replaying the past only gets us more of the past. And so we really want to find a way to approach it with curiosity and learning and what can we do differently and what is realistic to do differently maybe today versus something we can train for or work for. Okay. So I just packed a lot into the last, mm, how many minutes? Like 15, 20, 15 minutes, I guess. Um, And I think that what's hard about disappointment when we feel like we have prepared um, does go back to this expectation and the, if I do this, then I will get that. Okay. So it's something to be very mindful of. And it's something that if you feel like if you're, if your initial like response sort of is that like child, our inner child, let's be nice, our inner child and um, our inner child says, that's not fair. I worked so hard. I was so ready. I can't believe it. I mean, another example of that was my national last year in um, my older dog in scent work. I thought we were so prepared and we were going to nail it and it was just going to be amazing because she was already working above that level and she's always doing all this other stuff. And I mean, we tanked. We went in there and just tanked. And I was really thrown. Part of me was surprised as I sat and asked myself, why, 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 what, what is it? Part of me was surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised that given our preparation and given how confident I felt and and just how much fun we were having, I really thought we, we would do better. So, you know, in that moment, you have multiple runs for scent work in a day. And I had to just be like, okay, that one's over. Let's go get this one. You know, okay, that one's over. Let's go get this one. And you do have to figure out how to leave it behind in order to move forward. However, I think one of the great things was, is, you know, I went back and told my instructor and we sat there and, and really she would ask me questions. Like I would ask you if you were sitting in front of me and, you know, we kind of, you know, worked through some things and then some things were like, well, you know what, some days the wind's blowing this way and that way and their dogs and stuff happens. And so it's not always on our timetable and sadly not always within our control. If you are a fellow control freak out there, you feel me. So, um, yeah, it's a, this is a very tough thing. Um, I don't think it's really any different than any other time where we are, um, disappointed, uh, by our results, you know, or by the weekend, right? How was your weekend? Uh, You know, you kind of do that, right? We've all had those weekends. Um, but I think that, there's a there's a different weight or energy that people put behind a weekend where they say, but I thought we were prepared, right? But I thought we were ready. I thought we had this, you know, um, this was totally our kind of course or, you know, we were so ready. And again, if you are feeling that, you know, if you are like, but that was unfair, but, you know, you probably have some hidden expectations and you probably have some hidden outcome goals or some process goals that have turned into outcome without you really paying attention. 
okay? And to do that, again, in, t- in order to recover, we want to try to stay in the present. We want to process it long enough to get the lesson out and then work to let it go. If you are constantly telling the same story of, you know, back in 2007 at that national, like da-da-da-da-da, you have not let it go. You are still replaying the past. Get what you, mine it, you know, mine it for the value that it has and then kind of apply it to the future, all right? We we get hung up on the past because we wish we could redo it. You know, we wish we could have another chance, have a mulligan, you know, do it over or whatever. But, and that's what bums us out is we can't, we can't run that run again. Um, So we have to find the ways to mine those gems and realize how it's going to change our plan and then work on going forward. Okay. It sucks. It's hard. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that. I've been there. You've been there. We will all be there again. Um, But I think perspective is everything. And, um, you know, going in with that kind of attitude that there is no such thing as failure. It's all feedback. And um, of course, I'm, you know, I'm, my nationals coming up, right? My, um, not, it's not an AKC national, it'd be my breed national. And it is a week that I love and I get excited for and I start packing outfits and I do all the things and I want to feel really prepared and, um, you know, take some extra lessons and do da 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 But when it comes down to it, you know, one of the things I really want out of that week is I really want to just enter everything I can enter, have a really great time and, you know, see people. And it's just a very, it's a very busy, very complicated week. And I've done other podcasts on that, so I'm not going to spend time there. But what I will say is we have to get honest about our preparation in terms of like, well, did I really prepare in that way? But then still, okay, I've done everything I can do. And now I'm going to let go of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. Because in a, in the truest sense, that is when as athletes, as you know, handlers, we get out of our own way, and we let our skills and our preparation um, come through. And our mindset, our worrying, our fretting, our anxiety doesn't get in the way. That's really when we start to be in flow. So that's, and that's what we want to get to, right? That's the part where we want to get to, where we trust our preparation, not use our preparation to say like, but that's not fair. I did all the homework. Yeah, but did you trust your preparation? Were you in were you in that like kind of flow state where you just kind of got out of its way, trusted your skills, trusted your dog, and let it all flow? Um, and that's hard, right? That we're not going to teach that on a podcast. Um, that's you know years of experience and putting it all together. Um, but it is trying to set appropriate goals, appropriate expectations, and being really aware of what kinds of thoughts you're truly having. Because basically, what we want to avoid is that sort of like tit for tat mentality. We want to avoid the mentality that says, well, if I do all this, then I should get, deserve, will get, of course, will result in this great cue or points or performance or whatever it is you're going for. Okay, 
it's sports is not a tit for tat situation. (laughs) I don't care what sport it is. It doesn't really work that way. So we need to let go of that mindset and realize that it's a game. It's a sport. All kinds of craziness happens, you know, as we walk into the ring. Um, But it's all good. It's all feedback. It's all learning. And every time we are tested, we are leveling up and we are getting better every day. Okay. All right. I accept that that got a little messy because there are a lot of points that are just really interrelated. So um, if you are, um, you know, dealing or feeling the sting of disappointment following something where you thought you were really prepared for, just, you know, maybe, you know, think through, well, okay, what was it that got me so bummed out? Um, was there a hidden expectation in there? What can I do differently next time? And most importantly, what can I do to be present for my dog in this next run? Okay, start there. You'll have your own list of skills you want to build or things you want to build on after the fact. Um, but just look out for those hidden expectations. Okay. All right. I hope that wasn't too messy. And I hope that that helps you this weekend. I know that it is top of mind for me as I head into um, some very big weeks coming up here. And um, as always, I hope you're off to somewhere special as you're listening to this and, and going to do something amazing with your dogs. So that's it. Have fun. And as always, have a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.